Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. horror. Five, four, three, two, one. Injection, fellas. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ah. ooh. Vanetta, you get it, right? <laughs> no, I, I got it. I tried it one time. I, I had, uh, we had another guest on. Neither one of them got it, but you know the song. <laughs> I do. Happy in bulk, everyone. Today is the middle point between uh spring or I should say spring but yeah well technically spring and winter so it is a actual holiday really really where good time to plant something and have some lovely intentions for your future when you do so huh well what how does that how does the groundhog come in with that oh he just likes to get out and dance <laughs> okay that might be a movie but you know I enjoyed that movie <laughs> thank you to everyone joining us tonight we have a special guest Vanetta Berry who also is uh, ABC body art Yes, I she am. does body painting she's an artist and you do some kink stuff too right yes I do I do a little bit of everything but the easiest way to remember what I do is that I love painting naked people. Yes, 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 yes. She's painted my husband before. <laughs> now, you mean you mean making portraits or actual bodies? Thank you for the clarification. I paint actual people. I paint okay. on bodies. I use the bodies as canvas. Okay, cool. That's pretty awesome. Which is how I got into the kink stuff because... Um, there's not a lot of us doing this this work, and um, I was invited to a couple of kink events to paint on nude and semi-nude people, and I'm very comfortable with it, and mm-hmm. I stayed. I never left, so. Very cool. Now, Vanetta, you've got a real smooth voice. Don't hold anything back now. Give it, give it all to us. We're talking about painting nude people, so. Let us have it. What do you need to hear? I mean, I don't be shy. I I do a lot of what she wants things. to know. Are you painting vaginas and penises? This is what she specifically <laughs> wants to know. That's exactly what I was about to share. Um, I started off painting, you know, like doing face painting when I was in high school, and then I graduated to full bodies, and recently. I have a series that I'm working on called Kitterflies and Caterpenises. That is too and cute. It is exactly what it sounds like. I paint vaginas as butterflies and flowers, and I paint penises as caterpillars. And it's so fun because the caterpillars grow and shrink and <laughs> make all kinds of shapes. And um, I've recently realized that um, tank painting is a thing and um, it's a very kinky thing mm-hmm. using different brushes and different temperatures and um, all kinds mm, of funness. This is a kind of <laughs> interesting. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so do you 
Are you going to be painting? Uh, you have an event coming up. I guess we should start there. Tell us about the event that's coming up on February 8th. Okay. Um, so it's called the Flesh Peddler's Ball. And I wanted and I I wanted an event that I could celebrate all the things that I like doing. So I enjoy kink, I enjoy painting, and I enjoy like performance. So I invited two performers from Florida, Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir, who are from Royal Fetish Films, and they will feature this event and they have graciously allowed me to do whatever I want painting wise on them and so then we have lots of other um, performers coming uh, the Ken dolls will perform we have vendors and it's it's a kinky circus so there's lots of kinky toys kinky displays kinky um, demonstrations and I think it's a great opportunity for people who are kink interested to come and not be obligated to participate, but they can definitely be voyeurs in our events. Mm-hmm. So is this similar to and, like the, um, like an SNM ball type of situation or is this more of a like interactive? It's much more interactive, but it is kind of an SNM ball in that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of kinky stuff happening. There's going to be a lemonade stand, which I'm super excited about because um, our lemonade slave will sell you a, a cup of lemonade for a dollar. And then for five dollars, you can have the um, lemonade slave spit the lemonade onto you. And for $10, you can have the lemonade slave pour the lemonade down her breast. Okay. So there's all kinds of fun stuff. (laughs) If I give them like 50, will they spit it at somebody's eyeball or something? (laughs) There you go with the eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) I have to think horror sometimes, guys. (laughs) You never know. I mean, money's money. I'm sure you can, you can, you can put paper cuts on somebody and have them spit it on them and cause lots of pain and horror. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> here's some here's some background. Um, Vanetta and I first met. It's been years ago now. We met at we did meet at a fetish event. It was mm-hmm. at at a a house. Um, there was it's a, a party house party. There. Yeah, yeah. So it was a kinky party there. And um, and then you came to my party, and yeah, it was a book release. Yeah, my book release party was also my fortieth birthday party at the House of Domination. That Mm -hmm. that was just last house house turned into a dungeon. Ah, That was five years ago. Now I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah, and and we've been, I've ran into you all over the place ever since at all sorts of different events and even a concert, I think. And Yes. So would you say that the Flesh Peddlers Ball, is this more, and, and what you do when you said that there's not a lot of us, are you saying that this is pretty much like the Black Kingsters of Houston in this area, stuff like that? Um. Yeah, it's well. When I say there's a lot of not not a lot of us, there's not a lot of black female body painters. Mm-hmm. Okay, who are open to painting in a kink space? Okay, gotcha. there are more now, 
than there used to be. But you have to remember that, you know, I've been doing, I've, <laughs> I've been painting on skin for 30 years. Wow. Okay. Yes. So how is I it that I've started, never heard of this before? And you've been doing it so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I really think that there's this painting on skin, as in face painting, is something that we see a lot of other people doing and not mm-hmm. a lot of us doing. So mm-hmm. when I first started, it was I was pretty much the only person out there that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the feedback and, you know, at first it was like, oh, we just, we're just so happy that, you know, you're here. Mm-hmm. As I started getting more into my kinkiness, I started to realize there's even fewer kinky artists out there that look like us. So mm-hmm. I, um, I really wanted to just have that voice. Mm-hmm. So when I came up with the Flesh Peddler's Ball, the idea was, um, you know, not an exclusive space, but definitely a, an open and friendly space for those who are into kink, mm-hmm. but they don't really know as much about it yet. So this mm-hmm. is kind of a a dip your toe in type of scenario. It's not going to be a bunch of hardcore stuff. There won't be any blood or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some really fun things you can do with body paint and body art in general with kink. Like I just learned cell popping and I cannot wait to add that to my repertoire because you can do cell popping. It looks really cool. It stays for about a week, but it's it's still on the kink side because it causes it causes pain, you know, like you're literally yeah. burning the cells of someone's body. So there's just, hmm. can you do I, fat I want to cells? be able to, <laughs> well, well, you can, <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're only like little bitty cells, uh. like four cells at a time you pop. <laughs> and, but it, it, you know, it creates these very intricate little designs and there's no blood, which is why I don't do tattoos. But um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just really wanted to come up with some different things that that would be fun for for people that look like me and people who think like me. And let's have a great time. Yeah. Sounds awesome. What are you going to wear? Because I've seen you topless have... too. Is this going to be a topless <laughs> event? I am definitely going to be topless. Yes. Um, there will be lots of topless people there because. Um, Here's a hint. It's going to be at a topless bar. Oh, okay. So, so that makes it a little bit more fun and a little bit more risque. And um, I'm going to be there. People can have have a lot of fun um, testing those boundaries. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me. Like, please press, test your boundaries. You don't have to. You don't have to, you know, do everything, but you can you can dip your toe in. Have a good time. Now, how do you? A lot of times, oh, people ahead. that are curious. A lot of times, the people that are curious will come to these events just because you know, like they might have seen Fifty Shades or something. They want to know what kind of what is this BDSM stuff all about? What is this fetish kinkster stuff all about? And then they're just kind of observing, and then just kind of like you said, sticking their toe in and seeing if there's something they want to get more involved in. We all start somewhere. If you're a little bit curious and you show up to one of these parties, it won't be your last one. It really won't, and I think that that makes it. It also makes it easier 
because we're also mixing a lot of fun into it. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some, um, there's going to be some fun stuff too. And the Ken dolls are amazing. And, you know, I've worked with them several times, you know, in non kinky events, but when we, we do kinky events with them, it just, <laughs> we try to take it to a whole new level because it's so much fun. You can do so much more at an adult event that you can when you have to do an event with kids and, you know, well, Chantel, wardrobe malfunctions. She's at Cockpools <laughs> every year too, Chantel. Oh, that's cool. She paints some of the, like the superhero, she paints their costumes on them. Okay. I've seen, I've seen booths like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you, um, because you've been doing this for so long, why did why is it that you think that there are not think, but I don't know what the right way is to phrase this to all. So if I apologize, I've been literally spring cleaning all day. Deep, deep spring no cleaning. Problem. Why aren't there more black people in in, in Well, in female. Them. I mean I know I've seen black in people and, and plenty of these things, but I, I assumed you mean female, black females. Was I assuming incorrectly? Yes. Okay. Why do yes. you think there's not that many in the scene? Um, well, there are, are lots of black females in the scene, but what usually, what's been happening and what I've been seeing happening is that black females who are in to kink are kind of fetishized in and of themselves. Mm. And mm. so it makes it really difficult to find their own kink voice. Mm. So... Um, what I've been really excited about is connecting with lots of black females here in Houston, Austin, Colleen, um, all over and just talking about like where we are in our kink journey, mm-hmm. you know, what side of the slash you're on. It doesn't really matter. Let's just all show some sisterhood. And, um, there is, there is, there is a um, group in Austin called Domina Austin, mm-hmm. and it's mostly comprised of of women of color, mm-hmm. and they're all on the dominant side. And one of the things that the founder of the group was really disconcerted by was this idea that not only do female dominants rarely connect, they are also a little... Um, competitive Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. like when you're in events so by creating this group she created this open connected sisterhood of dominance that could ask questions like you know what my sub is not um you know he doesn't fit his cock cage correctly what do i do or you know right right um how would you how would you do specification on a person that's six five as opposed to a person that's you know five six so you know whatever type of questions you might have they you know come together as a group they break bread and share stories and help and and it's amazing so hmm. it's totally is it separated like I would think if you're a dominatrix you're gonna work with any dominatrix no matter what color or race or culture she's from. So why do you think that it would be separate? Is there specific reasons, do you think? It's just curious to me. Um, I'm not quite sure what that 
um, with that reason, I know for myself, um, I seek out other dominant women because I'm also really attracted to dominant women. So it makes it easier for me to seek those, those type of women out. Mm -hmm. But for women, maybe who are not bi like myself, maybe, maybe it's more difficult because they don't have as many women friends. I don't really know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if, if I don't do anything else, if I can bring people together in a positive way to enjoy this lifestyle Mm -hmm. that I'm doing what I'm, what I'm put here to do because I don't know anything else to do except like, Oh, I want, I like this stuff. Do you like this stuff? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just want to, to build a community. And um, this is the, this is a way that I thought I could because I like to paint and I, I'm really excited to have Jet Setting Jasmine there to, um, you know, bring her style. To, and then I know some other doms who are going to be there and, and lots of little boy subs. So I think it'll be you great. You have some pets that are going to be there? <laughs> Hopefully. I'm excited. I have invited lots of, um, I tried to, invite a variety of types of people to come so that it's easier in it's easier for the mixed thing because if there's not enough variety it's difficult people start clicking and then you know they stay with the same people that they already Mm -hmm. know makes sense so, yeah, you definitely want everybody to get around. Make them do the hokey pokey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Except well, there'll I, be special things you're going to put in shake around. <laughs> I didn't hear that. What'd you say? <laughs> I said maybe I will make them do the hokey oh. pokey. <laughs> you should do musical chairs, but <laughs> on the chairs will be sitting different people. <laughs> you have to sit on the laps of people. <laughs> oh, that's a great. Sit on idea. their back. So you're giving me. A, Amazing ideas already. They'll get on all fours and we'll sit on their backs. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed. Um, there's a lot of people freaking out about the halftime show, and I don't know why people do this every year. But I love the idea that it has just been female dominated for a few years now. What about mm-hmm. you, ladies? Talking about female power. I didn't watch you it. didn't see it. I only saw it on YouTube. And I only did it because people were freaking out about it. And somebody was actually um, kind of talking smack because it was Latin women this time. And saying there were a bunch of whorish girl type women. And I thought, my God, J-Lo is 50 and she is like rocking it up there. I heard only good things. And... Like, um, so there's a station that we listen to here in Houston. Um, a friend of mine is a DJ. So he is normally, you know, kind of middle of the road type of guy. But he was like, I don't know why everyone's complaining. I thought that this was amazing. This was like one of the best halftime shows I've ever seen. And that's like up at, up with you too. And I was like, well, well, good for them. Those ladies did it. And I just had no... I had no gum. I forgot 
yesterday was the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's how like out of it I was like making art yesterday. I was just like, that's great though. That means you're connected Bowl? to your work, and that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed. Well, when you're um when you're painting on the bodies, and I know you talked about bringing people together, you have like minds and all that, but also that's kind of a uh a body positive uh approach that you're taking. Do you feel like there's some empowering women and and men, I suppose, but the women that you're painting when you're painting on their body and everybody's naked and they're walking around in this this body, do you feel like there's some empowering energy that's going into that? Absolutely. Um, I did a painting. um, I did a shoot maybe about five years ago, four years ago, and it was a drum set. And I love the idea of turning people into instruments. So I have four women um, in the studio and they were getting painted. And I had my male model who had to stay clothed. And um, it was really hard to get him to come into the studio. He was like, you mean I have to be in a room full of four naked women? And, you know, like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I know it's hard work. He's like, man, yes, hell yes. (laughs) So we get there and he walks in and in the studio, these four naked women were, and they're literally talking about how pretty everyone else's pussy was Mm -hmm. and I was just like you girls are amazing like because this one girl was like I don't know I have an ugly pussy and the other girls were like oh no yours is really pretty Mm -hmm. and then they all start showing each other their (laughs) their genitals and and it was great because you know unless you watch porn Mm -hmm. you really don't look at other people's genitals and porn pussy is very specific pussy so true it's important that you understand that labias look different, mm-hmm. you know, um, clitorises look different, holes look different, and it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. But we don't get a healthy dose of that. And I love that my studio got to be a place of empowerment, specifically for this very, very um, stigmatized mm-hmm. part of women's bodies. And, um, and he was, oh, he was in heaven. He just got to sit there and he goes, well, I think every one of y'all have a beautiful pussy. (laughs) 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 And, and that, and I like, I like that. I like that. Um, the, you know, we're always talking about nudity being something, sex being something that everybody, everybody is naked underneath their clothes. Everybody has sex, you know, for the most part, unless you're asexual, I understand. But um, for the most part, you know, why is this so taboo? Why, like, to the point that Chantel was making a minute ago, they're up there dancing. Why is it such a big fucking deal? I mean, they're they're dancing. They're they're. Um, I, I heard people saying something about exploitation. Like the women are up there because they want to be up there because they've yep. been working hard and they are. They're great showing off they what do. they worked for. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're come great on. at what they do. Um, and and so there there really needs I wish there were a lot more of these spaces where people maybe it's exposure maybe if you're around people more who are free with their with their and and I don't this is not a fuck everybody type point I'm trying to make I'm no. just being comfortable with your own body and everything that maybe people will stop judging people who are yeah well 
Okay, so it's definitely not like that. I've been doing this thing for a minute. Mm -hmm. It's not, and that's what I was about to say. When I when I do the world body painting competition in Austria, um, it is a family festival. Hmm. Yes, full of nude models, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to. We don't have the the girls don't have to wear pasties. They do have to wear bottom covers, Mm -hmm. but that's it. So. We're, I'm painting a naked girl, and this old guy brings this, like, five-year-old kid up to my my model, and he's like, uh, Grandpa, isn't this gorgeous? And Grandpa's like, yeah, it's it's beautiful. And, and that's it. Yeah. They watch the process. It's no big deal. Nobody's shielding kids' eyes. Nobody's, right. like, making them look away in horror. Mm-hmm. And so... After years of doing this, what I realize is that parents will cover their kids' eyes yeah. when I'm painting live. Yeah. Cover their eyes. Oh God, no, don't don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Yeah. And then when the thing is finished and the person's fully painted and you know it's all, you know, done, then they go, Look, sweetheart, look at what this is. And the kids freaked out. Mm-hmm. and the parents are like I don't understand why you're so freaked out it's okay now it's okay she's covered you shamed them you shamed them and they missed the process exactly they missed the art of so it they didn't get yes. to... so now they see this weird thing instead of like seeing this process over time and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And and you cause this trauma. I didn't cause the trauma. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm just sitting there doing my thing. Yeah. And so like my kids have grown up with this. Mm-hmm. Um I have teenagers now. Mm-hmm. My kids, you know, know how to paint a whole body because it's required in our <laughs> Um but <laughs> you know, they're so nonplussed by it. I was teasing my son because I had him painting one of my models and you know, he's like boring, looking like he's so bored and he's <laughs> painting his girl's butt. And I'm like, look at you, you're painting a girl's butt. And it's awesome. He's like, Mom, you always make me paint girls' butts. It's no big deal. <laughs> and it's like, why? Because nude butts and nude tits and, you know, all that stuff. It's just, it's just what's around us. He doesn't get all like, ooh, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, if we were more comfortable with nudity, we would be less comfortable with the rape culture that we're in. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really comfortable with all these taboos and they don't understand how that's actually leading to the rape. A hundred percent. Yeah. I see. It's true. It's just like, you have to be willing to accept what you're seeing as natural. Mm-hmm. And we don't put that in our children in America. In America, we're like, oh, you got your penis got hard. That's a bad thing. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. showing people that. Mm-hmm. You should not be touching yourself. You know, we like tell people all kinds of horrible things at such young ages. And then when they get older, that's what turns them on because they're like, oh, my dick got hard when, you know, somebody was shaming me for it. So now I need to be shamed for it to get fucking hard. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, and then that's where King comes in, and then we go, fine, 
I will shame you as this much is as you true. want. This is true. I'm all about it. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is true. Hey, but it's not. But that's I, how pronouns get paid. It, it, and it can't. <laughs> no, there's true. But then it can go in extreme ways too. It could be like only gets hard when there's a child involved, and you know things like that. There's just so yes, many ways true. that it can just be twisted up and you know convoluted. And I totally understand that. Um, there's also for me, I'm a nudist. Oh, okay. So it's easy for me to be okay. I'm a total nudist too, but only in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I joined. I joined uh, like four Nubian of color, Nubian color uh, nudist groups. Oh, wow. And they're, it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, they're Facebook groups, so it's not like we're running around, you know, showing our stuff to everybody. But um, being in a nudist group um, as a person of color was very difficult for me at first really? because, again, I felt fetishized. I was the only one. Mm. And then when I found um, the ones of color, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, too. And so it's a little different. But having uh, sorry, that's just a train. Multiple. Um, I I live. I yeah, live. I fine. swear. I feel like I live on a train station. <laughs> Always hear trains over here. <laughs> Continue, please. That's okay. Um, so um, having those having those outlets have has really helped me be more comfortable in my nudist self because. Um, there is nothing more cleansing than having sun touch all my parts. Oh, okay. Like, it's just amazing. And, um, and because I ask so many people to bear themselves this way, mm-hmm. um, it just makes it easier for me to go like, okay, you know what? I need, you know, I want to do this too. Mm-hmm. You know? That's cool. And so it just gives me a, just another way to connect. Right. That I was going to so. say that probably makes it easier for some of the more modest models that you have. If they, if they, um, are, they're like, well, you're fully clothed. That pr- it probably makes it a little harder for them to take theirs off. But if you're also new, then it makes it just easier probably for them to be able to do it. Is that absolutely. We did a nudist event and, it was a nudist event where I body painted nude. So I, I body painted people who were nude while I was nude. And um, I might have, man, that was an amazing you experience. You know what? I think I might have been there at that one too. You yeah. were there. You were there. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm so disappointed I'm not going to be able to make it Saturday. This sounds like it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Well, the, we're going to be doing this every year, so hopefully next year you'll just be able to put it in your plan. Yeah, but um, yeah, just I'm looking forward to all the fun stuff. And um, next year, I know my friend from Chicago; she's a college classmate of mine. Um, she does these amazing body cakes, hmm. so we're gonna have her come down and make a body cake. And so what it is, it's a corset made of cake mm. on a person's body. Oh. And so then you, you literally get to eat it off of the person. That is awesome. <laughs> I I nominate Dicey so, for one. <laughs> ooh, 
you know what? Now that would be an amazing case. Did y'all intentionally, did you intentionally make this around Valentine's? You know, is this, uh, you know, in the mood for love and romance and, ironically you know that would have been really intentional and awesome but we had to shift the original date which was in september because of the storm oh yeah okay so yeah so um this was the the next date that um jasmine and and king had available and i just took it i was like yeah let's take it I just couldn't have it on Mardi Gras mm. because I'm usually working for Mardi Gras. So, you know, this is when we had it. And so it worked out perfect. And I think all things considered, this is when it was supposed to be anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned you were bisexual. Is this, uh, are you in a relationship? Or are you polyamorous? I am polyamorous. <laughs> I have... Um, three partners right now that are all male Mm -hmm. and um I struggle with my female partners so I'm really excited to dip my toe into that this year so okay (laughs) um I also have I have a Facebook wife people have have congratulated me on marrying my Facebook wife She's only my Facebook wife. We're we're collaborators in art. Oh, awesome. And we thought it would be really funny to um to announce our collaboration by saying that we got married on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. but apparently nobody really got the <laughs> oh, no. And they keep congratulating us on getting married and being LGBT and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. And then I like felt like a fraud for a minute, but I at first at this point it's just funny. You know, so many people that do that. They just don't read the whole damn post, you know? Right. No. <laughs> but we, you know, we're artists, so we did push it for far. Mm. We had photos. We staged oh, photos. We staged a, a courting video of us being on the beach. Um, I painted her butt as a uh, seagull. Oh. And so um, she dropped it like it's hot in the secret <laughs> That's great. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, we were, we just wanted to announce that we were doing creative stuff together. And um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dicey, note to self, we'll never put a Facebook <laughs> notice up that we're married because we're going to just get everybody confused. Yeah. The really funny part is that, you know, she's listed as married already yeah. and nobody looked at yeah that. They, they don't pay attention and then her they really and don't her husband was like i should i should i should blast y'all out i should tell everybody that y'all aren't really married mm-hmm. i was like you're gonna look really petty if you do that yeah <laughs> and i don't think it's gonna matter because you know the people that keep um congratulating us it's like it, it's funny to me because it's like i want you to know how much I read your Facebook right. page. Right. So I'm going to tell you congratulations. But I'm like, that was April 1st. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> it was Danny, just, a, uh, just a little while back. Danny posted a picture <laughs> with uh, our daughter um, and, and with the hashtag dad girl or girl mm-hmm. dad or something like that. The one, girl girl dad. dad. The one that was, was inspired by the Kobe Bryant hashtag. And everybody started mm-hmm. posting happy birthday, Deja messages. It's like, 
What? <laughs> um, <laughs> he said very specifically, this is not her birthday. This is, you know, girl dad inspired by Kobe Bryant. People just ran with him like it's her birthday. No, no, not her birthday. That is too crazy. People don't read. That is, it's so funny because, like, people who know me laughed, you know, when I posted it because every year I get married to somebody <laughs> on April Fools. So, like, <laughs> it's, you know, like my one friend, you know, we had that path when we were in high in college and we said, you know, if we're not married by 30, we're going to get married to each other. And so his sister's birthday is like two days before April Fool's. So um, I went to her birthday party and he was there and he's very um, open about his lifestyle. And his mother knows this, but she still looks at me and she goes, look, she's still not married. She got some beautiful kids. And so he was like, mom, no. And so then I was like, we should we should do it for April Fool's Day. So we posted it for April Fool's Day, and she got such a kick <laughs> out of it. Um, and then all my friends were like, not again. Will you please stop getting married? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I think April Fool's is a fun day to, you know, get married mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. times. But, um, you know, people, people apparently don't quite mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> what other kind of painting do, do you do other than body painting? Because I think you're you're painting. Period. Right? You're a painter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So um, I started body painting as a way to um, keep my kids from being able to ruin my artwork <laughs> because canvases are not kids. Right. right. Yeah. So now that they're teenagers and about to leave my house. Um, I am getting back into oils, so I'm doing a series on self-portraits. And, of course, I'm not going to do the typical self-portrait with me, you know, and my Sunday best. In fact, all my self-portraits are going to be me in the Mm -hmm. nude. And um, me from various angles in the Mm -hmm. nude doing various things in the nude. So I have this... um, obsession with um point of view and perspective drawings Mm -hmm. so like some of the paintings i will be um having oral performed Uh on me and some of them um i will be it will be about me on my dom side um i'm a switch so i have some that are me on my subby Mm -hmm. side and then um, everything in between. And, and the idea is that, you know, these are going to be four by eight paintings, four by, you know, four foot by eight foot paintings, mm-hmm. enormous nudes, brown skin, doing various kinky, naughty things that no one thinks that I do because people still, my friend told me today that, you know, you're such a good girl. Mm-hmm. People think you're such a good girl and you're not. And I'm like, well, they they won't think this. After the show, but... <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> how, how do how do you but get I'm... paid through this? Do you do you charge your, your artists? I mean, I'm trying to put this out here for our guests so that they will know. I appreciate yeah, is this it. Through tipping, is this through uh, selling the portraits? How how do you make your money? So for 
the canvas work that I do, I make my money through prints and through um, selling the actual um, canvases. Mm -hmm. For the body art that I do, I have, I also have prints of those and canvases, but for the most part, we get the bulk of our money off of people hiring us to create photo shoots for them in their home. Oh. So um, we do like private. Parties. I do lots of, I well not party but like private photo mm-hmm. shoots. Okay. So I had a woman who wanted to get painted for her husband's fifty fifth birthday. He um he's an avid golfer. She wanted his favorite golf course painted on her body, mm. which is, um, oh gosh, I just went blank. It starts with a P. It's a humongous, famous golf course. It's going to come to me <laughs> in a minute. But um, so she asked me to paint this golf course on, on her body, which mm-hmm. I did. So um, it's an island and um, I'm a naughty person. So I made sure that his favorite hole, which was the 18th <laughs> hole, was on his other favorite hole. Nice. And, um, and then she had bushes on her face. And we took photos. Uh, we printed it on canvas. And he was so excited and surprised. He commissioned me to do another nice. one. And the second one was um, he likes blackjack and Vegas stuff. Mm. So we um, painted her back this time with um, like a blackjack table and it said, you know, welcome to fabulous Las Vegas. And I think the winning hand was on her crack. (laughs) Nice. He loved it again, printed it. And so these are hanging up in his, in his Mm -hmm. office. Oh, wow. You know, nude pictures of his wife. And she said that she thought he was going to be, you know, like never want to show it. And he shows it to every person that comes in the house. <laughs> How awesome. And so at first, you know, she was like, you know, really nervous about it. But now she's so happy she did it because, you know, it was a surprise for him. And he got to experience this thing. And, you know, um, Pebble Beach. I knew it was going to um, yeah, so he, you know, he gets to have these two things that are his favorite things on his favorite person in his favorite place. And so, um, creating the artwork for me is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when I take away all of the fanfare of all of it. It's really about the meditation and the cre- the connection and the creation of the work that the client connects mm-hmm. with. Because right. I could paint a pretty picture on you, but if you don't connect with it, it's just a thing that you're going to rush to wash right. off. Both times she got painted, she texted me and called me multiple times and was like, I really don't want right. to wash this off. Can I keep it? How long could I keep it? And I'm like, you can keep it as long as you want, but you know, you did this on a hot summer <laughs> day. I can't you know, I can't guarantee because that's not what we painted it for. Right. So, you know, like there's that's the fun of what I do. And, you know, there are other body painters who do this um from the fine art standpoint. And I really enjoy um, looking to their work and going, ah, 
I could do something mm-hmm. like that or I could do something like this. So um, that's always really helpful mm-hmm. for me. So at the ball on the 8th, uh, first, where can people get tickets for it? Because I know it's only online. And then it's only okay, online. And then uh, so put that website out there or, or how they can contact you. And then also let them know like how to tip or whatever the the financials for the actual event. Okay. So uh, tickets are on sale right now for the ball and it's at www. Um, Excel, which is a C C E L events, E V E N T S. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Excel events.com mm-hmm. forward slash flesh peddlers ball XXIX because I thought I was being clever and apparently that was wrong. <laughs> um, but but um, yeah, so that's the address and you go there and the the tickets are listed on the page and you're welcome to buy whatever package works for you and your crew um as far as tipping is concerned tipping is going to be very much encouraged for the body painting portions and actually for everything that you're going to be seeing because there's just going to be a lot of live demos happening mm-hmm. um we're encouraging people to not only tip the the body artist um because when you tip the body artist you're not only tipping the artist, but you're also tipping that mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that um, that's good to you know, know. Everybody, Not everybody is knows getting that. Enumerated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, because um, you know, like you hear people say, "Tip your tip your waitress, tip yeah. your waitress." Uh, when we do events, um, what we started doing recently is anytime the models are going around and doing you know doing photo ops, we encourage people to tip to get those pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's their time and you know they're they're giving you lots of energy and um I really look to make sure that I take care of my models I'm kind of a mother hen mm-hmm. about it about how my models are taken care of at any given space so awesome. definitely tipping is encouraged and then there'll be um prints for sale of a lot of different things there will definitely be some um Kitterfly prints that um, I will have for sale at the event if you are interested in um, purchasing one, two, or the whole set. It's five of them. And so, yeah, you get to have, you know, little Kitterflies on your wall. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did you go to art school? I did go to art school. I went to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not only an artist, I'm an art nerd. And um, that's nice. what art nerds do. We go to art school and learn all kinds of stuff and and then try to put it to use. So, mm. yeah. That's <laughs> what's, awesome. What's your ultimate goal, Benata? Um, I really, the ultimate goal for the event or for Both. myself as an Both. artist? Well, the ultimate goal for the event is to just help the community have a little fun, 
encourage new people to step in and and be exposed to what this is in a fun and safe environment. Um, as an artist, my ultimate goal is to create work that is um, that helps those conversations about nudity, about um, sexuality, and about nudity and sexuality in brown skin, I think is super important. Well, I, I guess we, we did talk about that all along. I guess, I mean, you know, like in five years, do you, do, do you still want to be doing the same thing or do you want to take it on a bigger platform or, you know, like where do you want to be in? I got it. Okay. So that's something I actually wrote down today on my vision board. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next steps is to have international shows mm-hmm. and have um and be able to secure commissions for bigger international work mm-hmm. so for example like my biggest client so far has been um arrested development i did you know, 12 blue men for their um, Arrested Development relaunch. Mm-hmm. And that was really awesome. Cool. Um, that sounds cool. I want to do more of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where, you know, they don't bat an eye and paying me. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I get to do the. <laughs> That's the most important word. They don't bat an eye and paying mm-hmm. me. But, um, and I get to do, you know, amazing and creative work. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I had a friend who was in music, he shot music videos, and he said at one point he was just so burnt out because he's like, I keep shooting the same video. Mm. Everybody comes to me and they want the same video, the shaky cam, the girls bounced in butts, you know, everybody's in the pool, mm. everybody's standing on the corner. And he's like, it's the same formula for every video. I'm so tired. Mm. Um, and then he got this opportunity to shoot this really amazing thing. And now, you know, he's shooting more of that amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to do the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with create, you know, painting cheetahs. I'm really good at painting cheetahs, but you have to know that I have painted like over a million <laughs> cheetahs in my life. Um, and there's nothing wrong with them. The creativity of it is gone already yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm painting an Anne Frank, I mean, is that her name? Not Anne Frank. What was it? Lisa Frank. Mm-hmm. Totally different Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but a Lisa Frank cheetah would really excite me at this point. But other than that, I'm kind of like, mm, what else could I do with that? Mm-hmm. But hey, I got a challenge. You, know, you, just you pushing can make that me creative- a Ouija board. <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that would really be a lot of fun. I had this lady call me one time and she's like, um, I really, I, I just, I just want to get painted and I don't know what it is, what I want. And then I got to, you know, kind of bite into, okay, what do you like? You know, what are you into? And, um, you know, all these different ideas started popping up and then she ended up, we ended up painting an earth on her she 
you know, was a very beautiful pear-shaped woman. So I painted the earth around her, you know, across her mm-hmm. hips. And then we like had a, a tree coming out of the earth and there was, you know, flames coming out of the tree and mm-hmm. it was really amazing. And I got to, you know, do this, like literally pulling it out as I'm painting. And I felt so good about that. And I want to do more of that. Kind That's of awesome, man. That Educate sounds so me. much fun. Yeah, it's great. It sounds like a great idea and a very unique gift for people. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, her husband was loving it. The like the whole process. I, I, he, had, I saw all of his teeth. <laughs> teeth. Well, one thing's for and sure. Then, any of you young listeners. This is a good thing to do when you're younger and gravity hasn't taken over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you say that, but the irony is that I get, I don't get as many young people. I get a lot more older people who are like, "Eh, so what gravity's (laughs) taking it? Let's do it. (laughs) And so, you know, it's kind of for everybody. Okay. Well, there you go. Very true, very true. But listeners, you young ones, go ahead and get it done now. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to help you. Now. You Please can do, do like a 10-year uh, gap. So get it done when you're in your 20s. Get it done again when you're in your 30s and your 40s, you know. So you can do a side-by-side. Just come see me every 10 years. I'm yeah. good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Chantel, I know you got some horror questions you want to ask. Well, I mean, I'm sure you haven't gotten to paint anything creepy, have you? So, um, <laughs> we did a Walking Dead exper- experiment. Oh. I mean, the Walking Dead experience was an event that came to Houston, and we were part of the makeup artists that did that. So, mm. our job was literally to zombify people who had been touched in the obstacle course. Ah. And... um my kids were there with me and they were covered in blood and gore <laughs> and, and, you know, entrails that we had created for the whole thing. And they had a blast. That is super cool. And then my daughter got attacked by a zombie and my, my son left her and <laughs> I had to yell at him for leaving his sister. Because... He's like, she's dead. Hey. I can't stay there. <laughs> So yeah, that was really fun. And then when I um, I had a life as a teacher at one point, and um, I was an art teacher at a middle school, and I would the kids were really wound up after a um, round of star testing for like four days in a row, mm-hmm. and um, I told them that they had been horrible and that they all needed to die. And they all got so excited <laughs> because I pulled out bullet wounds and we made bullet wounds for the day and they were bloody and disgusting. Nice. The whole day. And um, the superintendent was on campus and I almost lost my <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, I bet that was something they'll always remember. This was after Sandy <laughs> that bullet wounds were on their hands. Okay. They were on their hands. <laughs> but um except I had like three kids that were like, Miss, can I put it on my forehead? And I knew their parents, so I was like, fine. And so then um then they they took pictures and sent them home to their parents. And I get a message, Did you did you shoot my kid? <laughs> yes I did. Yes I did. Oh. But um, that's awesome. Yeah, the 
I like doing, so I like doing um, special effects makeup. It's so much fun to mm-hmm. me, but I don't like scary movies. Oh, no. Wow. Um, I like reading scary books, but I don't like seeing the movies because it's too but much. But you know, it's, it's, all, it's all makeup. <laughs> you know what they're doing. I understand. <laughs> but my, my, my brain will continue that story ah. after the credits sure, and yeah, then I'm stuck with those images for weeks while everyone else is just like moved on with their life my brain is still yeah. creating scenarios I slept well afterwards <laughs> <laughs> I get it that's awesome though how cool yeah so that's that's my um my gory stuff that I that I like to do and um I've been teaching classes where I teach um you know how people are doing those wine and paint classes mm-hmm. where we do a special effects one for kids. Oh, nice. And I'm realizing, um, you know, with my experience, experience with the middle schoolers, kids love creating effects. And they they can do it really well when they are, you know, just given the opportunity. And, um, yeah, we we just make effects for events and for parties and, um, you know, each kid gets to go home with a little kit and they get to, you know, do that, do that for their, you know, for their house. And, That's awesome. Because I started this whole thing when I was 12 as a face painter for my brother's birthday party. Oh, wow. So it's just been in yeah. you. You needed to have it happen. Absolutely. That's terrific. So, Congrats but, on all this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Vanetta, as we're winding things down, um, What's your camera policy at the event? I know I'm going to be doing some uh, social media um, filming, but what it what is? Do you have a designated area for the cameras, or what? How's that go? There will be a designated area. Um, there'll be a backdrop with lights and everything, and that's where cameras can be. Um, then we will also give people the opportunity when they come into the door to wear a wristband that says, yes, I want pictures or a wristband that says, no, I don't. Okay. Um, And then we want to make sure that we're very cognizant of um, not getting any of those. No, I don't people Mm -hmm. in those pictures because um, that's a pretty big issue for a lot of people. And are you going to have people signing a waiver or anything when they come in? Yes, there will be paperwork to sign, and I will need to see people's um, state license, um, not because I want to out them, but just to make sure that they are who they say they are and that they are old enough to be in the establishment. Very good. Very good. Dicey, if you get on the poll, somebody better take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Oh, and the poll is, is rainbow. It's rainbow lights. Oh, cool. You know, You're going to have to get on that poll, girl. Vanetta <laughs> can tell you, I don't do anything. I'm a good girl. I just walk around. <laughs> I don't do anything. She walks around looking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And giving great hugs. I don't do anything at these <laughs> events. I'm just there for the energy. <laughs> there you go. Well, looking fabulous. Thank you, love. So are you. <laughs> um, it's been wonderful, Vanetta, to um even though I've known you so long, this is probably the longest we've talked at once, you know, in one sitting. I think. 
Absolutely. Think, yeah. I think that I, I most of the time I just see you. You're doing your thing. I'm doing mine. So this has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. It's awesome meeting you, Chantel. You as well. Can't wait to see you in person at some point. Absolutely. Where are you? Me? Well, this coming weekend, I have a special sh- uh, shamic, sham- I can't ever say it right, a shaman ritual that I'm going to be attending. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But are you in, are you local? Well? Oh, yes. Houston? I'm in Houston. Yes, yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I was like. Yeah, but I won't be able to attend the event. So I'm like, meh, no fun. I actually had already had this planned when I found out about the event. So I was like, oh, dang it. No worries. Like I said, we'll we'll do others, and um, yeah, there'll be there'll be other opportunities. I need you to paint me on a real butt. I don't have a butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the shading. Okay, it's all see? about the shading. I'm gonna have a butt, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to paint me some ab muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's my favorite thing to paint. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Thank you right. so much again. Thank you. See you soon, Vanetta. Thank you. See you soon. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.